your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, our wonderful host at the uh, Locked On Nuggets were using our uh, our Denver account, so I had to switch over to the NHL account. So for those on uh, YouTube, you got the to look at the uh, Locked On NHL intro. Nonetheless, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Unreal. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. The Colorado Avalanche find another way to win. And this is what we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks now. And I had even mentioned they're like the New England Patriots of the Tom Brady era where you just know they're never out of it. They will find a way to win. And if you give them a little bit of leeway, they'll take advantage of it, even when things aren't going their way. Yeah, And somehow they find a way to tie in regulation and win it in overtime thanks to the captain incredible incredible game this is going to rival the the panthers game in my opinion yeah uh, I th- when we kind of look back on this year wow wow what do you got who knew the eastern conference could be so fun it can be sometimes <laughs> i mean and you don't see boston a lot and you knew what kind of game you were going to get from them they're they're a bruising team and yeah Maybe to their detriment uh, against Nathan McKinnon, but we'll get to all of that. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when any show goes live. Where to start with this thing, man? I think just start at the end with a victory. Yeah. And and the Avalanche, you know, I was right before that Gerard goal that mm-hmm. got them down three to two. I really was getting like myself prepared for a loss. I'm like, all right, well, this yeah. streak, both streaks are gonna come to an end. The the winning streak's gonna come to an end, the, the home winning streak's gonna come to an end. It just had that appeal of that of the game. Boston, I don't want to say Boston was in charge. I think there was a lot of back and forth. But I was going to call for a, a uh, investigation into who let Andre Vasilevsky wear a Bruins jersey for this game. <laughs> because Allmark was incredible. He was incredible. And it was just, you just got the feeling they, they can't get anything by him, you know, there's no way they're going to be able to get two by him because they got to yeah. tie this thing up. And the one that they did get by him was of all people, Curtis McDermott, <laughs> just an uh, odd game up to that point, but Holy crap. They did it. They did it again. Yeah. And I was right there in that boat with you. <clears throat> I was talking to someone and we were talking about the streak being over and I was like, well, when streaks end, they end kind of rough. Yeah, And at that point, you're just like, well, this was a rough game. You just move on. But there's still that little twinge of like, yeah, you I know, there's have that. And you had that same feeling in that um, in that Buffalo Bills game that over the weekend where they're like, there's just too much time on the clock. There's too much time on the clock. And when you have a full third period of an angry avalanche team, that's too much time on the clock. 
Yeah, when when you're when you're down <clears throat> multiple goals going into the third, you always want to get one as quickly as possible because then you can play with the rest of the period mm-hmm. and try to just somehow get that other one. Yeah. And when it got under ten minutes, I just I just had the feeling like, man, this this is a grind. This is a, they're playing very well in the third. They mm-hmm. were throwing everything at Boston, everything at Allmark, but it just wasn't <clears throat> materializing into goals and. You know, once again, it just it it just went their way when it had to. It was it was incredible to watch. And for everything that happened in that second period, just it felt like everything was going wrong. And yeah, by the end of the game, I think it was Kale McCarr, Devin Taze, and Landy were t- clocking thirty minutes of ice time. And like it was one of those that they had every reason to be like, well, not our night. It had to end sometime, and just get out of there. Like you're already leaving hurt. Don't leave any even more hurt. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Nas took a nasty hit before uh, Nate went down. So it was one of those things like you just wanted to get out there unscathed, but yeah. they did not give up. Well, you wanted to get out there unscathed beyond what happened to, to Nathan mm-hmm. McKinnon. And, you know, I don't want to make it seem like because the Avs won the game eventually that, you know, there's not things that were bad in this game. Um, Eric Johnson almost crushed this team. Yeah. They with, with I don't know what he like he got away with a a cross check on Taylor Hall and I wonder if he kept throwing cross checks on him because it was Taylor Hall and he's the one that hit well, you know, the stick that hit McKinnon. He's responsible for what happened to McKinnon and they were trying all game long to just poke and prod at Taylor Hall and he didn't want any part of it. Um so I don't know if that had, was the reason why that um, Johnson kept cross-checking him, but you can't do that stuff. You're already down. You're they were already on a power play, and yeah. now they 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 go down to a five to three penalty kill, and technically they get both of them. It was the second one came a second or two after the the power play had had finished. So that game had or that player hadn't come into the play yet. Just a, a dumb. It's a it's a lapse in judgment. <clears throat> he should not have done that. He's got to know better than that. And in those situations where a star player or a young player gets taken out in a hit like that and they have to leave the ice, there's a fine line in sending a message and then making it a mission for revenge. Like right. if you that's send a point. message, you go right out after the after the hit and you say, okay, that's enough of that. But if you're continuing to go after that player every time he hits the ice, that becomes a mission and you're you're straying your focus away from right. getting that win. And that's what EJ was toying with right there. Exactly. And and Landeskog went after him a couple times. Mm-hmm. And he, he was skating away from him. And, and I get it. Like, make the attempt. Make the attempt to, to, you know, settle the score. If he keeps skating away from you, like you just said, you're getting out of your game plan. Now, now your mission is to go after him. That's not your mission. You tried once. You tried twice. Mm-hmm. Let it go and, and bring it up another time. Because, you know, you're going to be playing them again pretty soon because that's a, one of yeah. the makeup games in February. So settle the score then. The hit itself, look, people, like I, I know there's allegiances here, and whenever anything happens to an Avalanche player, a lot of people are going to take the the road of that was vicious, that was intentional, you know, he should be kicked out of the game, suspended for ten, like. I will be the first pe- person, and Kyle will too, 
to put the blame on somebody who absolutely deserves it. It was not a dirty hit. It was he ran into his stick. Was he going to check him? Clearly he was. And if he had, it wasn't going to be in the head. Mm-mm. And you like, please, I, I'm pleading with some people who are just saying like that was intentional and they're going after Taylor Hall's head. If you if they, they, and during the second period when they announced that McKinnon was not going to return, they and they said this is why, and they showed a very close up view of that hit. And his McKinnon's stick is is a good foot or two away from him, and that's where he makes con. He makes contacts with his hands, what are on the stick, and it just goes back into his face. It's a freak thing, and it's just you can't. You can't just want to, you know, drag Taylor Hall through the mud for this. I, I, I'm tell me if I'm seeing it wrong. You're not, and it's it's one of those that I think it was pretty clear. After once you start looking at the replay, I think what a, a lot of everybody's reaction. You see Nathan McKinnon down, withering in pain, and then you see, using a wrestling term, you see color falling out of his face. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's you're immediately like, oh, that's you can't do that to Nathan McKinnon, and then the Twitter machine blows up. Right. But when you look at the replay, uh, you know you can't edit your tweets. So if you send it, <laughs> it's out there. It's either delete it or ride with it. And there was a lot of people saying that's intentional. Taylor Hall's dirty. I mean, it was just a season or two ago. Everybody and their brother wanted Taylor Hall a member of the Avalanche. And now he's the dirtiest player in the game. Yeah. Can't have it both ways. I was ready. I was ready to do some tweeting about Taylor Hall and say some not so nice things. And I'm glad I didn't hit send because, yeah, you you watched it had all the makings of what is he doing? It Mm -hmm. looked like a headshot and our star player is down on the ice bleeding profusely. This is everything of Taylor Hall. You are a marked man. Uh, in avalanche eyes for for the rest of your career and then and then you get replay and you realize it it was not egregious and intentional and if there's people listening to this right now that are you know completely in disagreement with us i can't help that i can't help that i i I, we will not be that show that just sides with everything that happens to the avalanche and make it seem like they are in the right in everything if they do dumb things we we call it out we do often and when a player on another team injures our star player if it's intentional you better damn well believe we will say it's intentional i just can't go there with this taylor hall hit i can't no can't and you you, you look at the replay do your research before you take a stand because the replay speaks volumes even having said everything that we just said he he still he still needs to man up he does. Yeah. I mean, you, you you did intentional or not. You uh, you you hit our star player. And yeah. Remember when when uh, John Tavares got hit in mm-hmm. the playoffs last year? That scary scary moment in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That was not intentional. Corey Perry did not intend to do that. He still had to man up and fight. And I and I don't think and it, go watch the the Toronto All or Nothing series because that it happens. The recording for this series when that happened, and they they're even like we knew you know. He didn't do it intentional, but it's like the the code. Yeah, <laughs> you got you got a man up. So and he didn't want to, but he will. He will ha- have to uh, make amends for that with uh, with with against Landis Gog or McDermott or somebody. I don't know. It's going to have to happen. 
All right, let's hear from Bet Online and then continue this conversation. But Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march towards the playoffs, or we're in the playoffs. We continue to march towards the Super Bowl and beyond. So Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop, desktop and mobile website. When you sign up today, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just using the promo code Locked On from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, and it's where the game starts. That's betonline.ag. All right, so where else to go with this thing? Um, yeah, the, I mean, you have to you got to talk about the Curtis McDermott goal. Yeah, finally got one, and it was the the opening. It started the scoring, the very first one. When you're watching him, and we've been critical of him, or I know I've been very critical of him. Um, he, you do see some incremental improvement mm-hmm. over the games. Um, you know what you have in him, and you know what he's there for. But he has started to look to shoot when he's open. Yeah. And, and you know, he, at least he's getting them on net. And I think this was maybe inevitable. I think we all thought he was going to at least get one by the end of the year. And it was, uh, it was last night. And, he, and it was, yeah, wasn't a bad shot. And honestly, it was one of those, like, you've been seeing this new side of Curtis in his, like, taking a shot when he has it. It's nice to see one go win. So yeah. I think he's building confidence, and he's like, you know what? I could do more than three minutes of ice time and get in yeah. a scrum that nobody wants to fight with me. <laughs> well, what did he have last night? Let me see. Uh, eight minutes, 31 seconds. That's like double ice time for him. You know what I mean? Um, let's see. Going into – it's so weird looking at the, the the stat sheet and seeing Nathan McKinnon with 56 seconds of ice time. <laughs> that's just weird um we know why but it's just it's just odd um you know and and your your guns like with Taves and mccarr both over 31 minutes of ice time yeah uh yeah that's including overtime and everything but still that that's a that's a workload and they're up for it miko rantanen with over 24 minutes nazem kadri with 27 minutes landeskog with 26 and change guys were doing some heavy lifting and you're gonna have to do that when when Nathan McKinnon is out and where is, um, you know who I thought played well, man. And, and, and he needed to was Burkowski. I was, yeah, he, he needed to step up like, okay, man, like not, we need you now. Yeah. You need to be the facilitator and you, you might need to, you know, run point on, on power plays and mm-hmm. you gotta be the scoring muscle here. And he, I mean, he only had an assist, but he was getting shots on net. He wasn't making stupid turnovers. Like he was active. Like yeah. that's what I like to see out of Burkowski. Yeah, and to all those conversations we had on yesterday's episode about like Joseph JT and people saying, "Well, it's going to be sad to see them go." These are, and we talked about it at the end of the episode. This is the time for them to step up. And you see, Burkowski. He looked. He was visible out there. He was taking yeah. shots. He was. He was. His passes looked okay. And you see that stepping up from McDermott, like, wow, you scored a goal. That's interesting. But if you go back and look at the assists and the points of tonight, they're still not on the score sheet. Yeah. Like Nathan McKinnon's out. 
you know somebody's got to fill that role. Everybody's logging extra ice time. This is the moments that we're talking about. Somebody has to step up. Nuke was, he was very visible. Uh, he was in the plays. He was looking yeah. great. But we're now we're now approaching this huge separation between the top two lines and the bottom two lines. And that's where things get a little dicey. Yeah, because you look at Maltsev, four minutes, 52 seconds. Abe Kubel, who's been playing pretty decent minutes. His, his are going down lately. Mm-hmm. Five, five minutes and 26 seconds. So, like, that part of it you don't want to see. You're happy with what Burkowski did. You're, you're happy with what Nichuskin did. <clears throat> but you also need, you know, when, when a guy like McKinnon goes down, yeah, those depth guys, those, those fourth liners to really step up their game as well. Yep. And and they really weren't out there for for all that much. Even uh, Logan O'Connor was another one who was just everywhere. And I can't believe he didn't he didn't get a goal. Like he had some yeah. really good looks and just uh, some got a post. Yeah, right off a, a, a face off. Like it looked good. It and looked good. we were talking the other day about um, who we would want to pluck from Chicago. And I'm I'm just putting this in perspective for all those that were questioning the JT Joe's thing. Chicago scored eight goals against Detroit last night. Right. Eight. That they are stepping up when they don't need to. <laughs> yeah. Like they're yeah. they have nothing to prove right now. The Avalanche do. And in a game that you lose Nathan McKinnon and you have the opportunity to get the puck a little bit more and do something with it, and you're not, that's what I'm talking about. So like when it comes to trade value Chicago, everybody on Chicago looks a little bit more valuable than lines three and four. Yeah. So, and, and Jost had uh, 11 and a half minutes, so not bad. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing on, I mean, you minus one, but whatever. Um, he did have some shots on goal, but yeah, I mean, you want those guys to, to really kind of take the reins on some things and step up. And <clears throat> some guys did, and some guys just, uh, you know, didn't do as much as you wanted them to. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Nachuskin. I personally, I think Val Nachuskin needs to be on the first group. If whenever the Avs go into overtime, he needs to be yeah. on that first group. You can't stop him. No, he he does he does that move where he's on the right side, and he will beat his guy. Not so much with his speed, but with his size and his. And once he gets a little bit of a drop on a guy, and he can kind of like put him kind of in his hip pocket and he makes that move where he goes, he crosses in front of the goalie and tries to, you know, roof it right over his head. He is a force in overtime. So, I mean, I don't, I say he should be on that opening pairing. He's out there. You know, if he's not on the opening one, they're putting him out there next, which I'm obviously fine with, but he he's dangerous for the abs on the, uh, on the overtime sessions. And I feel like the reason they put Nuke where he is because Gabe and Nuke play a similar style. Nuke is a little bit more physical, but like once the play, once you get into that offensive zone, they both resort to the same position right in front of that goalie. And I feel like you can't have two players down there. We're, we'd be yeah. running a, a reverse yeah. like three on two. It's true. Yeah. No, it is true. They, they do kind of have a similar uh, style to them. So, um, <clears throat> I wanted to read this because Peter Ball just posted it. When Gabriel Landeskog was asked on the McKinnon play, he said, the hit itself, I don't think it was that bad. 
Um, or it's that bad. I should say that the hit itself. I don't think it's that bad, but as the, at the end of the day, when one of your best friends, single tier there, man, come on, you're, you're, you're striking the feels. Uh, when, when one of your best friends and teammates and best players gets hit like that in the neutral zone, we just have to make sure there are no consequences. Okay. And and at the post game, the uh, TNT crew interviewed Landy right after the game, and they asked him about the hit as well. And yeah. he said, in that first period, it looked bad, but he's like, once we went into the tunnel for the intermission and got to actually look at it, it wasn't. So things like kind of calmed down from there, right? Right. right but he right, said, right. like the initial reaction was that was a dirty hit, but once he actually got his eyes on it. Things calmed down. Somebody posted a picture of Nathan. Mc- Did you see the one picture? That was of him? Kyle Keefe. Did Kiefer post post that? What, like straight on him bleeding his nose, basically like under his ear. Yeah. Oh yeah, he wasn't coming back. Um, no. A couple other posts from from Peter Ball. Jared Bednar said that was our biggest win of the year. Um, no updates from Bednar on Nathan McKinnon, other than than that he doesn't think he'll travel to Chicago. Uh, he said he was not good enough to return to the game. They'll assess him tomorrow. He didn't like the Taylor Hall hit. Um, it's the type of hit the league is trying to get rid of. I don't agree with mm. you, there, Jared. I don't. I don't like. And maybe I mean he <clears throat> must have seen it during the intermission. I don't. I don't know why he wouldn't have. But um, it's. I think it's just a freak thing. It's a freak accident. If Nathan McKinnon doesn't pick his stick up there to try to get around Taylor Hall. He's he's gonna get hit, yep. you know what I mean. And it's these one of these things where it's everybody wants to throw their hands up because like oh it's Nathan McKinnon don't touch Nathan McKinnon Nathan McKinnon hits a lot of other people and yep. we're okay with that. He's gonna get hit too. Yeah, you don't want anybody to get hit where it's a serious injury. And then the superstars maybe take it a little bit further where it's like you know hands off the superstars. I don't play that game. Like they're out there skating too. They're fair game. I don't want you going. You know. Uh, headshotting on them just like i don't want you going headshot on you know jacob mcdonald so but this specific play is just a freak thing his stick was in the wrong place right when taylor hall was coming and it came back and nailed him in the face what are you gonna do and if you've ever held a hockey stick they are meant to flex and the way that hall hit that stick it flexed it hit he hit that stick so hard it flexed and broke his nose so at least it wasn't like a legitimate head injury because yeah. then we, we talking concussion. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking at first. <clears throat> and, and we know what we're doing with, uh, you know, concussions in this team. So it's not, a, and especially with your best friend being Sidney Crosby, you don't want that. Yeah. Either. Right. So, um, and then one more from Peter Baugh. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog wanted to fight Taylor Hall when he hit him by the Bruins bench. Um, I was trying to force him to do it, but he didn't want to do it. That's okay. Okay. So uh, we will move on from that. All right. So one final thing that we're going to do, and this is something that, you know, new that kind of, and, and I, we had the idea when uh, we had the opening on uh, the, the YouTube side of things where I threw out, you know, I said, express to me in meatloaf songs, how you're feeling yeah. of the Tennessee Titans losing. And they were like, why don't we do this for avalanche games? And every avalanche game will kind of take the tone of the game 
and then throw out a song on how we are feeling uh, based on the the win or loss by the Avalanche. So, uh, and if you follow on Twitter, we did this. I, I just posted one. Uh, we didn't talk about it on the show, but I did post a graphic for it. We will discuss and then uh, post graphics to to Twitter on it. But for me, I I, I think I went through like three, three different songs because this game had so many different like, aspects to it. But in the end, the way that that, that game ended, uh, I think the only one for me to pick is the, the, the song by the band, uh, the Kaiser Chiefs. And the name of the song is Oh My God. And it's just, it, I mean, it's just... That's just what you're saying after that game was over. I mean, you said you woke your your kid up <laughs> from, and that's what you do. You're just like you are. That was playoff atmosphere, and I'm literally like jumping up and down in yeah. my living room, just saying like, "Oh my god!" Like th- this was a incredible, incredible game from from start to finish. Yeah, <clears throat> it was. You, when you said it rivals the Florida game, I think in the grand scheme of things, this one's going to be one of those that you point back to. This is one of our grittiest wins of the year and quite some time. Um, so the oh my god, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, mine. What do you got? Would be from a little known band by the name of Death Clock. Um, <laughs> it's the uh, Adult Swim guys, right? Yes, Metalocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Metalocalypse. Yeah. Um, the song is called Face Fisted. Um, when the game recap comes out and you get to watch the goals, just put that song on. It's a very, it fits the mood of the game. Yeah. And Face Fisted. I mean, poor Nathan McKinnon. We might have him come back with a Rip Hamilton mask. Think about that. He's going to come back with something. I mean, uh, it, it could be, could be face, uh, full face shield for him. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be next know. level. He'll that, be like that, a superhero. That will annoy <laughs> the crap out of him to wear that thing if, if he has to. That will annoy the hell out of him. I mean, in the end, it just seems like it's a really bad, broken nose. And... Just put two chickpeas up there and keep it in place. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. But I guess yeah. Bednar says he's not going to Chicago. Um, what is there? So they got Chicago, and then they have what after that? Buffalo on Sunday. Buffalo, and that is at home. At home. Okay. So, yeah, I think those are two good, two good tracks to uh, kind of sum up this this win over yeah. uh, Boston. What a game, everybody! Um, but what are your thoughts on it? Let, let us know. I mean, I know there's some things that, again, some things that we didn't touch on that the Avs have to improve on. Holy crap! The the uh, faceoffs were atrocious, fifty eight percent to forty two percent. And I know you know faceoffs are one of those things where it's like some are more important than others. You know, centerized faceoffs I think don't mean a, a thing. But yeah, when you're on a power play and you're in, in the offensive zone, you want to get that one. Yep. Um, the as were bad. They were bad when it comes to faceoffs. Uh, the the shots on goal. It was rough in the beginning, and a lot of that was credit to Boston. Boston plays a physical game, um, and they make it tough to find like holes in the defense. But the, when the Avalanche had nothing, they just threw caution to the wind. Just like we're down, we're down yeah. two to two to one. We have to go, and they that is where the Avalanche kind of just 
rose to the occasion and said, we'll find ways. We'll find yeah. ways to get shots on net. And in the end, 41 shots on net for the abs. <laughs> that's that's the good part of it. Yeah, and one for four on the power play on both sides. So I will tell the avalanche of this. Do not test that penalty kill like you did in that second period. We mm. cannot do that. Especially we talked about it going in. They have like the ninth rank power play. And we have the 26th rank penalty kill. You cannot test that. And we did that multiple times in the second period. We got to clean that up. Yeah. And and silly penalties like Eric Johnson's. But look at the Bruins 21 blocks. Like that. They're good at that. They're good at doing that. So, yeah. All right. Well, go check out the tracks. Uh, What do we call it? There's the LOPN. The sound, sound check. That's what we're calling it. So, uh, Kaiser. Let Chiefs. us know yours as well. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw your your vibe of the the game as well. With <laughs> like that I post. said, I put a graphic up on Twitter so you can comment underneath that what you think. Uh, the song that kind of encapsulates this game. So, yep. like I said, for me, Kaiser Chiefs. Oh my God! And for Kyle, Death Clock. Face fisted. Face fisted. I was gonna do something like blood related but i'm like that's just uh, don't don't kick the man when he's down that's not good yeah um, he, it's all out of love nate yeah nothing but love for you so all right everybody uh catch your breath got a a, a day off from uh avalanche <laughs> hockey and then uh, right back at it in chicago so we will be back tomorrow to uh discuss anything else going on maybe i'm sure we're gonna have more to say about this game Mm-hmm. So uh, we will be back tomorrow. But he is Mr. Kyle Sullivan, Shaggy Von Doom. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.